Today's class is going to be talking about how to turn our sins into merit, the essence of Yom Kippur, and the uh, some of the uh, dialogue and some of the things that I'm going to be reading comes from uh, the professor, uh, the campus rabbi actually of Bar Ilan University, Shlomo Shefer, uh, and it. Um, I have two sources, one from. Um, one from Rav Pinchas uh, wrote a book called On Repentance, and it's actually the thought and oral discussions of Rabbi Soloveitchik. I don't know if you've heard of Rabbi Soloveitchik. Some amazing quotes. I think you guys will, will uh, appreciate hearing those things. So, um, this I titled this Turning Sins into Merit. We all are fairly familiar with the Jewish idea that when we repent, we actually reverse the sin and it turns into a positive thing. But this, the reading this, and matter of fact, if you ever get a chance to order the book, thirty about $39 on Amazon, it's called Unrepentance. And it's actually Soloveitchik's works that have been put in English. And it's I think every human being should have this. Because it really puts in perspective the power of repentance. And... You know, I know that uh, in every religious world there is this concept of, you know, making things right with the Creator. In Judaism, we talk about returning, or we talk about going back to who you're supposed to be. But the discussion that we're going to have here in this text is going to shed a new light, and I think it's going to warm your heart. And it's going to excite you for the day that we come together at Yom Kippur and we join all of the righteous of the nations and all the Jewish people, and we begin to repent, we will do it with such new fervor and vigor, uh, not out of fear, but out of learning an opportunity or having an opportunity to turn uh, a sin into merits. And I think that you'll enjoy it. In Tractate Yoma 86b, in the discussion of the merits of repentance, the Talmud cites a remark by Resh Lachish. Rabbi Resh Lachish said, Great is repentance, for because of it, premeditated sins are accounted as errors. Wow. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your sin. Hosea 14.2 Sin is premeditated, and yet it calls it what? Stumbling. Hold on doesn't sound like stumbling. Stumbling indicates an accident. You didn't mean to do this, but we're talking about premeditated. But that is not so, for Resh Lachish said that repentance is so great that the premeditated sins are accounted as they, uh, th- that, though they were merits. As it is said in Ezekiel 33.19, says this, And when a wicked man turns back from his wickedness, I love this, and does what is just and right, he shall live by the virtue of those things. This is not a contradiction. The one refers to repentance derived from love and the other to fear. What are we saying? There are two sort of aspects that we need to look at. Because the tractate in, 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 uh, in, in this, in what it's a tractate Yoma 86b, there is this sort of analyzing repentance and one done out of pure love for God and the other one out of fear. What is the result? 
the Marsha says sinners come uh, comes out being rewarded. Here, here some here several answers uh, have been suggested by the Maharsha. Maharsha is of the opinion that when a person repents out of love, he aspires to total, complete repentance, adding good deeds beyond what is needed for the given sin, and it is those good deeds with uh, which he adds that are accounted to him as merits. According to this view, it is not the sin which becomes merit. Do you understand? It's not that we've taken the sin and becomes a merit, but rather the sin in which he repents causes him to do more good deeds, righteous deeds, study Torah, etc. He's not given merit as a matter of grace. This is, this is amazing. Listen to this. He's not given merit as a matter of grace, but by right. By the virtue of the good deeds done when repentance out repenting out of love. You get it? It's not out of God doesn't give you credit or merit for that because of his grace, but you deserved it because you repented and changed your ways. You rectified it. Now, this understanding of Rash Lakish remarks as well as expressed by Rabbi Yosef Dov Soloveitchik in his book called On Repentance, as I said before, in a lecture that begins with the discussion of the confession recited on the Day of Atonement, he discusses between two of the ways. Repenting, not uh, not being blotted out sin, but on the other, elevating sin. So let's start this, say this again. Repenting, one being to blot out sin and the other to elevate sin. What is the purpose of repenting? The discussion here is one to blot it out and to elevate it. Let's look at the first approach. When a person repents, begins anew, all of his sins and wicked deeds are erased and disappear, along with the years in which he was was steeped in sin. The person turns to the point of departure at which he stood before the embark of, of the path of sinning, and that which occurred in the intervening period becomes as if it never was. When you repent, it is a fresh start. It's as if it never happened. Now, let's look at what I'm going to read from you is from page um, 253 to 254 from this book called On Repentance. This is the first way of repentance But there is another way, not by annihilating evil, evil, but by rectifying and elevating it. This repentance does not entail making a clean break with the past or obliterating memories. It allows man at one and the same time to continue to identify with the past and still to return to God in repentance. Repentance is a repentance of this does not require man to return to the starting point where he was originally, but rather infuse him with the burning desire to come uh, near as he can, near as he can to the creator of the universe and attain spiritual heights, undreamed of before he sinned. Man then becomes infused with the strength and power he did not have previously. The intensity of the sin and the sense of guilt and the shame that overwhelms man in its wake are such strong drive that they impel the pitnet upward and outward in the direction of the creator of the universe. The years of sin are transformed into powerful, impulsing forces that propel the sinner to draw close to Hashem. Now, this leads Rabbi Solbechik's explanation of 
Lekish's remarks presented on the outset of, of, this, of this article that we're reading from. And it says, Great is repentance that causes premeditated sins to be accounted as errors. Resh Lekish here, was here referring to repentance by means of which sin is annihilated. Such repentance erases sin, but in, it has no creative power and does not uh, germinate or give life to anything new. Premeditated sins are accounted as errors as though they had never taken place at all. They are wiped away. But in this second comment, Resh Lakish said that repentance is so great that the premeditated sins are accounted as though they are merit. This is powerful thought to think that something so premeditated, you thought about it, you analyzed it, you did it. It was a sin. The power of it is so strong that you were you you succumb totally to the Yetzirah that when you repent. It takes so much power to do that, it now turns this very negative thing into something extremely positive. That's why we talk about the merits of sin in the world and how the, doing tshuva and studying Torah so far is not a one-to-one uh, count. right? It's not like you do something bad, do something good, now you've canceled out that. It's No. Doing the one righteous thing destroys... Violates a multitude of sinful uh, attitudes and behavior. How does this happen? What transpires in the soul of the penitent that gives him the power to rise above himself? What result resulted from the sin that now the person worships his maker with greater intensity than before? Rav Soloveitchik explains that the sinner, by the wicked deeds he does, banished the Holy One, blessed be he. I love this part here. When he sinned, he banished the Holy One from his life. He exiled himself. He removed himself from the presence of Hashem. And even though we understand no one can ever be out of the presence of Hashem, right? But you understand what I'm saying. Sin builds what we call klipa. Builds a shell, Right? Soloveitchik, say again. Separates, Separates right. Soloveitchik compares this to a person who has lost a dear one. Now, this. this this is going to come out of page uh, 260 and 261 of this book called On Repentance. He says this. Oh, man, this warms my heart. Made me made me tear up. He says, this happens to anyone who has lost someone dear. Now, we're talking about a person who has grievously sinned, calculated their sin, and done it. Right and then repent, and the power of that necessity of repentance is like one who lost someone close to them. Now, what, listen, this happens to anyone who has lost someone dear to him. The same thing applies in the spiritual realm. When God has departed from a man in the wake of his sin, at times the loss may be felt right after the shiva, but occasionally thirty, forty years have to pass before. A man or a woman can say, I truly was so sorry what I've done. So from God. Mourning by the sinner over this separation from the Holy One, blessed be He, is like mourning over the death of a beloved mother or father. It may come late, but it's going to come. Nothing can hold it back when it does.
Then comes the fear and loneliness. The estrangement and the alienation. The emptiness of life becomes devastating and a deep sadness clutches the soul. Only the intimacy with God that man attains while standing in prayer sustains joy and life and gives him a ray of hope. Job 9.23 says this, The earth is given to the hand of the wicked. So he says, no matter how old he is and what stage of life he, he reached in his life, or what stage he reached in his life, a man begins to long again for the master of the universe. He runs faster than he used to before he strayed afar. The intensity of longing that bursts forth after having been pent up for so long impels him forward. For the example, where I actually, were I actually to see my father, I would run. I would not run after him as fast as light. Would I not run after him as fast as light itself? So too, the sinner who has repented runs after the Creator with all of his might and strength. In a storm and in a torment, this whole being being sucked in and drawn upward and toward the infinite. The impulsion of longing rises the individual who has repented to a level above that is thoroughly righteous man. He has not forgotten his sin. He must not forget. Sin is the generating force, the springboard which pushes that man higher and higher. That is profound. I like King David. Exactly, exactly like King David. When I was reading this part about a father, I'm thinking about how often this happens to someone like you lost, your, your husband died, and someone else lost a father, a mother, or, or someone dear. And you're sitting just empty in your thoughts, you're not thinking about anything, and all of a sudden you, you say, Boy, I sure miss my mom. I sure miss my dad. You see, I'm praying the person that watches this video who's on a life of iniquity and doesn't look forward to Yom Kippur because of the burdens it carries. I'm hoping that you'll all of a sudden start feeling a longing to be next to the Holy One. Blessed be He. At the end of his lecture, which is in this book, Repentance, Rabbi Soloveitchik suggests another way of explaining Rash Lakish remarks, a person who turns back to his master discovers himself anew. He discovers the power that the negative force in him have. As they were manifest in his actions in the period in which he sinned, sometimes they are no, no stronger than the positive forces in a person. And if he be so fortunate as to hold fast to his new uh, rectified ways, he will be able to enlist his bad characteristics to do that which is straight and good. The very same hunger and zest which drove, drove him to do evil and sin can be utilized to do good and observe the precepts. The same eagerness and dedication with which he invests his labors in order to make money illicitly, he can now invest in the labor of charity and doing for others and loving kindness. By sinning, he discovered a new spiritual force. Did you hear that? By sinning, he discovered a new spiritual force within the soul. A reservoir of energy, of stubbornness and, and possessiveness whose existence he had not been aware of before he sinned. Now has the capacity to sanctify these forces and to direct them upward. The aggression 
which he was has discovered in himself will not allow him to be satisfied with the standard by which he used to measure the good deeds before sinning. It will rather push him nearer and closer to the throne of glory. This is also a quote from the book. Now I'm going to close with this quote from Rabbi Avraham Isaac Hohenkuk's book called Or Ot HaTeshuvah says this, Repentance takes the will which has already materialized in action and required the existential force of, of Yevurah, the strength of God's judgment, until in its strength it outdoes the strength of morality and faith. And since the divine light awakens well, and he will, and he, and the will is severed from its root, it does not return to nothingness, but rather functions in full force to instill on all existence a vast desire for light and good, then it is that wicked deeds are verily transformed into merits. When we come before Hashem this week and we prostrate ourselves and lay out before the creator of the universe, are we broken and weak and saddened by our sin? Yes. But we should stand up with unabated joy and happiness that we have taken a year of iniquity and converted it into merit. May you all go from strength to strength. May you be able to collect the sparks of, of God's divine essence this week and we bring and elevate all of our negativity up to a higher level of positive traits. Amen. That concludes the short.